Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the ANO Hong Kong Graduate Career Series. My name's Donna Titley, and I'm the Talent and Development Manager at Peerpoint at Allen and Overy. Today, I'm joined by Brandon Hoy. Brandon started with Allen Overy Hong Kong on the summer vacation scheme in 2017. And after receiving a return offer, he has been with us for the last two years on the trainee program. In September, Brandon will be a newly qualified solicitor joining the restructuring practice. And today he's gonna take some time out to share with us his top tips and his insights into what makes a really successful trainee. Hi, Brandon. A warm welcome to today's show. Hi, Donna. It's great to be here. Before we get started, Brandon, tell me a little bit more about yourself. So a bit about my background. Um, I spent about eight years um, studying and living in the UK. I completed my secondary and university education there. And in terms of university, I attended King's College London um, and did my Bachelor of Laws. So backtracking slightly before I did law, I'd actually dabbled in um, quite a variety of subjects, um, including history and um, French, Spanish, um, theology and philosophy and sciences and all that. So I think all of that did help me um, eventually settle into my decision to do law. I suppose, well, everyone who does law you know, will come from different backgrounds. Yeah. So what? So you had, yeah, you had a real variety of different things that you, were, that you were interested in. So how did you kind of try those out? Was that during your university career or was it, you know, doing things in the holidays between So terms? in terms of subjects, yeah, right, um, yeah. I didn't, I did those um, sort of during secondary school and dabbled in all sorts of different subjects. But in terms of arriving at law, it was more sort of during my um, summers and, you know, vacations and you know, having work experience in um, different law firms or doing even shadowing barristers and things like that, that all, you know, gave me a bit of exposure from the early get-go. And um, eventually I felt that, you know, this might be for me. And that's interesting. So you looked, uh, you were shadowing barristers as yeah. well as lawyers. Yes. So what was that like having that kind of contrast? What did you, what did you notice? I think in terms of uh, work as a barrister, as counsel, um, whether in Hong Kong or in the UK, um, you know, they, they all tend to work a bit more independently, um, a lot more time sort of spent alone, um, mulling over issues and thinking about how to give the right sort of approach in court or things like that. But in terms of working in a law firm and as solicitors, there's more of a collaborative element to it. You definitely rely a lot more, well, not, not necessarily rely, but, you know, you, you work cohesively with each other and as a whole team and I do appreciate being a team player more than um, a bit more than working independently. Ah, so so that, was, that was a really good insight early on. Yeah uh, well I think that was sort of when I, when I was 18, 19 when I first yeah. joined university and that was when I started having those experiences and realising that so quite fortunate in that respect. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So you were at school and then uni in the UK. Yes. And then obviously you're now in Hong Kong. So yes. tell me a little bit more about that journey back. Yeah. So I'm actually very, <laughs> I still am very fond of the UK. Um, had, had a great time there growing up and probably spent about half my life there. So coming back to Hong Kong was more of a mix of both career and personal reasons. In terms of career, um, I did my summer vacation scheme with ANO back in June 2017. At the time, you know, I had a, I had a great time, and um, that was more sort of my real insight into um, how 
a, a large global international law firm like ANO operates and, you know, the sort of the market leading um, projects and, you know, experts in the field that you get to work with and learn from. And um, that was, you know, I was very fortunate that at the end of that summer vacation scheme, I got a return offer. That, that in itself was, was sufficient reason for me yeah. to come back. Um, but on the other side of that, it was uh, more personal reasons as well. Um, so most of my family is still based in Hong Kong. And, you know, being away, having been away for so long, I, I did want to come back and be a bit closer to them as well. So that was mainly why I came back. Bit of reconnection. Exactly. Yeah. So tell me, um, we've been talking to Nicole about her experience um, on the summer vacation scheme. Yes. So I, I realise yours is a because you're further, you're more advanced in your career. Yeah. Yours is a little bit longer ago. But do you have any kind of one abiding memory from that from that vacation scheme? One abiding memory. If I had to pick one, there were actually too many memories. I had a fantastic time then, but um, I think it was probably in one of my well, first two weeks on the scheme. I was in, um, I was sitting in banking at the time. We had a great big team lunch, which is, uh, you know, something that we all miss very much now. But <laughs> um, back then we had about almost half or, well, the majority of the department showed up, about 20, 20 odd of us um, eating. Everyone was just very, very welcoming and including from partners, associates, trainees, all the way down to us, um, you know, students there and really felt like, you know, that was the first instance that I felt like I was part of the A&O family, so to speak. Yeah. And um, that, that really you know, stuck on with me. And um, yeah. still, you know, when, when I think back to my vacation scheme experience, that that image just comes back. That's really interesting because yeah. it, it's really uh, also what Nicole was talking about really? too, is how, <laughs> how her experience of the vacation scheme and how it's really, um, you know, the kind of community yes. that she found uh, yeah. both within the cohort, but also within uh, everyone at A and O, and and the way that people were very open, people were super friendly. Yeah. Uh, she really felt she's really felt that she's been part of something bigger. Yes. So, so it's great to hear that exactly. over the years. It's it's a really <laughs> consistent. It's a really consistent feeling. Yes. Um. So you mentioned on your vacation yeah. scheme that you uh, were sitting in banking. Yeah. Um. So tell me. I know. Uh, obviously, you're coming to the end of your training yes. period. And you've had four seats. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about where you've been and uh, what that looks like, because it's a great way of progressing, having this opportunity for four seats. So I'd like to know a bit more about what you did and, and why you chose those seats. Right, right. I'm in my fourth seat now, which is litigation. But um, in terms of the first three seats that I did, my first seat was in um, banking, um, which is more of a transactional seat. And you know, um, I think that's a really, really good example of the sort of transactional work that we do here at ANO. It's quite fast paced, and um, you, as a trainee, you know, you get very much hands on with um, the, the projects and the matters from the very get go. And there's a lot of client exposure, which is something that I did not um, quite expect, but I very much appreciated that. Your your work sort of um, revolves a bit around, you know, the, the progress of how how the deal runs and you know, when it comes to crucial moments, sort of like signing or closing, um, that that's when things, you know, require a lot of coordination. And, you know, you really have to be well versed in terms of um, time management and also being able to liaise with, say, external or counterparty solicitors mm. and or even internally just to get, get um, the deal across the line, so to speak. That was my first seat and I had great fun there. 
when I, when I came to uh, my second seat, which was in um, regulatory, um, that was a completely different flavor of work. And it was, um, there, there was much more of an advisory focus. Mm. And um, so um, the work that I did was much more carefully considered with research and you get a lot more time with each different task. And as a trainee, you know, you really dive into the law and, and the regulations surrounding different, you know, different client needs and different project needs as well. One one element that I probably forgot to mention for for both um you know my first banking and regulatory seat as well is that um, I didn't manage to work with our other offices as well, um something which is consistent throughout you know mo- you know many of our projects. So mm. often whether it's in banking or regulatory, it involves multiple jurisdictions. It's um, usually at one of our other offices in the region or even in Europe or back in London. In terms of well, going back to regulatory now. Um, that, as I said, that that's a much more advisory focus instead of a transactional flavor to it. Although um, there are moments where you know there are key deadlines as well, but um, in terms of timing and, and things like that, um, it, it you know it's a bit less um, sort of driven by um, project needs, and there's a bit more time you can work alongside your team and to consider issues um, you know in, in greater depth and things like that. Um, when I came to my third seat, which was uh, in restructuring. Also, the area that I'm um, due to qualify into in um, mm. September, that was um, a bit of a unique blend between the transactional and advisory work that I did um, okay. so that far. Okay, that sounds interesting. Um, in restructuring, there's a lot of um, advice and analysis um, that we provide to clients, and especially in terms of, say, an enforcement scenario, uh, which is not just the law. There's a lot of um, commercial considerations in that as well. But having said that, you know, restructuring is sometimes, you know, there are deals that need to get restructured as well. And there's a transactional element. There's a bit of a timeline there as well. So it's a bit of a blend of both. And I really enjoyed that because mm. um, I do enjoy transactional work. I do enjoy advisory work as well. And um, restructuring sort of seems like the perfect halfway house in between. Fantastic. And um, now back, um, I'm in litigation, my final seat. And there's a lot more sort of, you know, there, there are many formalities in court or um different um, civil procedures and things like that that I'm getting to grips with, especially in a Hong Kong context. And that's, um, you know, what I'm currently working on right now. So it's, it's a real variety indeed. Um, in terms of uh, your experience. And it's, it's really interesting to hear how almost the journey through has allowed you to think about what you want to do at the end. Exactly. So moving yes. into restructuring. So how easy was it for you to, to choose restructuring? Was it really clear to you, um, having gone through those two previous experiences, that actually I've, I've found my sweet spot? That's a great question, actually. Um, at first, well, it didn't come to me sort of um, just from, you know, from the moment I joined, not quite that. But I think, um, as I, you know, you quite rightly said, um, as I moved through different seats, I you know, came to find elements of the work that I realized I would I would like or that mm. would suit me. Sort of in in banking, I I did appreciate that sort of um, client exposure, sort of being able to have the timetable of a project in your hands and trying to push through it and get it across the line, making sure everything is in place. I did appreciate that. And then when it came to advisory work, I quite like researching things as well and putting together um, sort of um, very concise advice for clients. After having done the first two seats, I didn't quite see how those two could, could come together or how I could sort of, um, you know, en- enjoy working and 
um, all those different aspects. Mm. But uh, when it came to restructuring and sort of two, three months in, I came to realize that, you know, um, oh, that all those sort of elements that I liked are there. Mm. You know, th this journey throughout, which um, having had different exposures to different practice areas, you know, it, it did help very, very much in terms of showing me what, what different types of work there are mm. and what I like and what I'm good at, I suppose. It's been, you know, the sort of different um, rotations and going into different practices has really helped. Yeah, it sounds like it. And alongside that, obviously, alongside the work that you've been doing yeah. um, in the different seats, what kind of um, training and development, what other learning and support have you been doing? It was actually quite clear to me from um, the summer vacation scheme, you know, um, there, there was a bit of a taste of what I would, um, I suppose, be receiving as a trainee in terms of training and support. Um, and it was very much the same when I started as a trainee as well. We had uh, many training programs, which are um, quite specific to, you know, down to technical skills, mm. drafting in terms of best practices, in terms of communications, you know, I'm getting to grips with um, the house style of, you know, different different ways of how we work and and introductions to different practice areas as well. And mm. I very much appreciated that because, you know, um, going to law school, you, you, you learn a lot more about the academic side of the law, the very technical law. It, it translates quite differently in terms of coming into practice. Yes. Those introductions and um, those sessions with um, different members of the firm were very, very helpful in terms of, uh, you know, sort of, I, I get to know a bit more about, say, our international capital markets practice and how how what, what different sides of and uh, different flavors of work that we we do for different clients but going back to training and support um all these sessions aside even getting to grips with know-how my well the the aspect of training that i felt was most um beneficial and most direct was um having a trainer and throughout my two-year training contract um in each um seat that i've done i, mm. I get assigned a trainer and um that's usually the the um, sort of uh, solicitor that I, I sit with mm. as well in the office. Each and every trainer I've had so far, you know, um, that's the sort of day-to-day -day person you get to sort of, I suppose, observe when, when they work and uh, when they talk to different people and when they have, in terms of how they approach work and things like that. That's very much, you know, when you come in as a blank slate, um, that that's um, sort of your reference point in terms of how you, should conduct yourself and yeah. how you should approach work and yeah. things like that. I, I suppose that was very much how I learned um, the day-to-day -day aspects of it and then coming to know, you know, the different standards that are applied and, you know, um, how, you know, what are good practices in different practice areas as well. Mm. I'm very, very grateful to all my trainers, um, even from the summer vacation scheme yeah, where yeah. I had two as well, to my four trainers over the past two years. And they've, you know, without them, I wouldn't have learned so much, you know, indeed, they're sort of role models for me to mould my sort of um, my own abilities and skills and uh, a way that, you know, works. So that's a really interesting aspect because you've described how you've come through the vacation scheme yeah. and then the training yeah. um, and having been um, impacted by different trainers yeah. and that role modelling, yeah. that seeing how somebody works, how... Has it felt, you know, coming from the university world, the the studying world, um, into the working world? What have what what's been 
uh, maybe some of the things you've noticed or some of the challenges? Yep. So the transition from university life into <laughs> working life is always, you know, um, it, it always seems quite daunting and always seems like there's quite a big gap. For me, you know, I, I felt that, you know, studying law, it, it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of effort. And also um, you really have to put your hours and dive right into the deep end of issues and technicalities of it. Mm. Um, it's, it's, I, I, th I think it's the same way in terms of working as well, but except that time management is probably handled a bit differently. Um, when you're studying, you probably have, um, I don't know, a couple of months um, to prepare for your coursework or for your exams and things like that. But in terms of, um, just as an example, when you're working, um, sometimes when the client needs very, very urgent advice, you probably need to get back to them within two, two three days mm. or say within the day. Yeah. In terms of time management there, that, that that's really, really crucial, especially when you're working on multiple things at the same time. That was one aspect that kind of um, jumped out to me when I um, sort of started working and had, you know, made that transition into working life. But um, one that, you know, I didn't think it took too much time to get used to um, because, you know, and when you're studying as well, there, there's a lot of time management there, albeit, you know, a, a bit more drawn out. A bit more relaxed. Yeah, a bit more relaxed, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but um, and other than that, I think um, managing expectations as well and when, when mm. you're working, because um, in terms of studying, you're probably, you know, more accountable to yourself and yep. only to yourself because yep. of, you know, um, your performance is reflected directly. But um, in terms of when you're working with a team and for, you know, a, a big law firm, you know, you you have to manage your internal expectations, um, expectations of the people you're working with mm. or you're supporting and also um, externally. So clients as well, you know, you have to manage their expectations accordingly. At least have that in, in mind always. That was something that um, I'd learned to, you know, have in mind as well and learn to sort of respond appropriately as I, you know, throughout the past two years. And um, I think that's something that um, the student, Brandon, might not might not have uh, <laughs> thought about much. Uh, yeah. But now I'm very, very aware of that. So there's been a big change over the last couple of years. Yes, yes. Quite a big change, I could say, but one that, you know, has transitioned quite well, I believe. Yeah. So tell me if you could, I know this is kind of a you know, make-believe question of if you could go back to Brandon starting, yeah. Yeah. you know, at the beginning of his <laughs> his uh, training, yeah. if you could go back and give one piece of advice, what would it be? Just one, just one piece of advice. Well, I'm, mm. I'm going to start with one. We can okay. go, we can go further. <laughs> give, me, give me more. Okay. Uh, one piece of advice, um, probably will be along the lines of either time management or expectations management, yep. but um, maybe... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I used to tell myself uh, two years ago to be, you know, just be more mindful of uh, you know, people you're working with and um, mm. be, be very um, attentive, I suppose. Um, not that I don't think I haven't been, but <laughs> at the same time, I think that that's one word of advice I think would have benefited off. Um, yeah. Yeah. Be attentive internally and externally, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's so. Let, let's go wider, Brandon. We can go sure. wider. So, apart <laughs> from looking back at two years younger, Brandon, yeah. if somebody else had um, completed a vacation scheme yes. and re received a return offer, yes. which you know is a really exciting, you know, you know where you're going, you've got this, you've had this taste of exactly, the working yes. world, you've got, you've kind of had a bit of an experience of what it's going to be like having a trainer, having um, having a buddy, having 
learning and development. What advice would you give for somebody else who was starting out, about to start, you know, this September as a trainee? Keep an open mind. I think um, that sounds very generic, but at the same time, I think keeping an open mind is is very, very important Mm. because um, as we'd mentioned, you know, studying law and working in law is quite different. Mm. Already having had a taste on the summer vacation scheme helps a lot in terms of, you know, having that sort of um, framework in the back of your mind. But um, when you actually start work and there's so much you can um, you can get your hands on and learn from, I think keeping an open mind would really, really help. And the environment at a is always so inclusive and diverse and collaborative as well. And I feel that everyone works so cohesively. So um, don't be afraid to dive and be a team player and help everyone out. I think that's that's one word of advice that I would give because as trainees, you really do come in sort of as a clean slate, as, as mm. I mentioned, and um, being able to work with all sorts of different people and for different um, projects and things like that really only adds to your um, you know, your, your skills and abilities and also broadens your sort of um, exposure to working with different types of people and um, working on different types of things as well. It's interesting. Um, when I speak to lawyers who are more senior, yeah. one of the things that they tell me about is how their cohort of other trainees yeah. is still a part of their working life right. many, many years later. Yeah. And that that cohort may have scattered uh, geographically, um, may have gone into other firms or other businesses, other industries, but the tightness of that community. And um, I was wondering how it's been for you uh, with the rest of your cohort. What's your experience been of working alongside a group of people uh, of the same age, but probably all very different people over the last two years? Yes, yes. So um, in, in my batch, I suppose, I'm 10 of us. And, um, you know, in the, in the very beginning, we were very, very fortunate. It was um, still sort of during normal times and we were able to interact quite normally. We had our... Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, precisely. We used to have these birthday celebrations on the eighth floor, um, and which which we would organise as, as a batch. And um, that was very, very fun. We um, helped uh, organise the birthday parties every every month for different lawyers as well. And um, in that sense, we, we, we you know, got to know each other, even despite being very, very busy, each of mm. us. And we had our annual Christmas party as well, where um, we delivered a performance and um, that that brought everyone closer as well. But you know, a that, performance, that's, that's, I think we need some more information on the performance. <laughs> what kind of performance was this? <laughs> um, I, I believe that there was, a, there was a video that was shot <laughs> and there was also a dance as well. Um, I, I was more of a tradition that, um, that, that each batch of trainees would have to do at every Christmas dinner. And uh, one which uh, my batch did as well. Fantastic. And um, all, all pre-COVID. Ever since COVID, you know, that that sort of changed a lot in terms of how we interact on a social mm. level and in terms of working level. But um, at the same time, whenever res- restrictions are sort of lifted a bit or when we get to come back into the, into the office, we all get to see each other and we get along very, very well despite coming from different backgrounds. Some of us studied in Hong Kong, some of us studied in Australia, some of us in the UK, um, from different ages as well. Mm. But we always get along very well. And I feel that, you know, that was, that, that's always been very reflective of um, the culture at a as well, in terms of being so inclusive and diverse. And uh, we, we really work quite well in terms of 
um, say we rotate to different seats and different yes. practices and we have, um, you know, a fellow cohort, a member of the cohort who worked in that practice directly before me uh, or who's um, handed over some matches to me. And it's always very easy to pop into the office or pick up a phone to them and just ask them, you know, on tips and pointers and mm. guidance as well. And that's, you know, something very, very much, um, you know, value. And I, I suppose, you know, all of us do value from each other as well. And I'm glad that, you know, we all get along. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To work with um, a group of people for two years, and as you say, kind of past work, you know, change seats yes. and be able to pass work and uh, brief each other and support each other is is a really unique part of the experience of yes. being a trainee. Yes. Now, something you, you've touched upon is um, over the last two years, obviously, we've seen a a big change in the world. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that contrast yeah. of, you know, the <laughs> early Christmas party where everyone's together and, uh, you know, there's a performance and there's a lot of fun and there's a, a large yeah. group of people in a room to, you know, situations that were all throughout the, the world living very differently. Yes. So you've seen work change a lot. And I'm wondering, what have you noticed uh, in terms of the way people have changed in work over the last two years yes indeed you know so much has changed for everyone you know that the way in which we've worked has, has changed very much remote working is obviously a very very big aspect of it mm. even then i think you know at ano um, we we've managed to transition transition to that quite seamlessly because um we've always had um these uh it systems in place yeah and support systems in place whereby even if we work flexibly from home or uh, we work from a different location, there are ways to manage and make sure that, you know, our, our work quality or our ways of communicating with with um, different people haven't, um, haven't been, you know, slowed down or restricted. Obviously, there's quite a bit of adjustment there going from office life back into, you know, sort of working from home. And that um, requires quite a lot of, you know, I think self-discipline and also um, being able to being able to balance um, working and, and living at home and separating that. Yes. That aside, I think going back to working with different people throughout the law firm in general, um, I think that hasn't slowed us down in terms of when we need to communicate with each other, we can always, you know, pick up the phone and speak to each other quite directly and even get on, you know, um, video conferences yes, yeah. and something that, you know, at first was quite, you know, unusual for everyone to get yeah. used to. But, you know, I think by now everyone's very much gotten used to just hopping on a video conference straight away and, and you know, seeing someone um, as if you were seeing them in person. And um, all, all of the systems that, that ANO has been, you know, has provided and supported us throughout this time has been very, very helpful. But at the same time, um, working with clients sort of um, has changed a bit as well. You know, um, everyone has to be quite mindful of, you know, the different um, different circumstances for different people, you mm. know, and also, um, you know, not everyone might work quite as efficiently when they're working from home or having different split team arrangements, I suppose. Yes. Um, and we, everyone has been very mindful of that, I think. And um, I've, you know, um, notice that I, I would like to think um, ANO has, has done better <laughs> in that respect in terms of um, helping us get through um, remote working and um, a di different ways of working yeah, than yeah. other places, I suppose. So in September, you are going to be a newly qualified lawyer, which is very <laughs> exciting. Exciting indeed. So what, 
what's going to be different for you finishing um, your trainee program? What's go, what's the big difference going to feel for you? Um, I, I think, you know, coming to the end of the two years is always, it feels like a bit of a milestone, right? Um, um, throughout this entire journey, going from vacation scheme to, um, you know, my postgraduate studies and graduating from school and um, actually starting work. And, you know, those are always different small milestones I've mm. had in the back of my mind. And coming to the end of two years is another one of those. I would like to think that when I um, do become a you know newly qualified solicitor, um, you know the, the the ways of working wouldn't change too much. You know I would hope to be you know still working with the same team members and um, hopefully contributing in, in you know in uh, a wider capacity as well and um, offering a bit more and becoming more experienced. Mm. You know I, I very much look forward to that, but at the same time I do feel that. In terms of having a transition from going to from a trainee into a newly qualified position, um, I would like to think there's not too much of a jump or anything like that, um, because anything that I've learned over the past two years or the skills mm. that I've gained, I think you know I'm, it's a continual learning process. Yeah. Even as I become a newly qualified solicitor, there's so much more still to learn and never stops. At the same time, I think. Um, you know, I, I think it does prepare me, you know, the past two years to become a qualified solicitor in the, in the, in the sense that, you know, you, you learn from different um, experts, different, um, you know, senior, more senior members and junior members as well in terms of mm. how people work. And I, you know, coming into this position, coming to the end of two years, I have a pretty clear picture in terms of, okay, when I become a newly qualified solicitor, this is what's, you know, this is my scope of work. Um, my level of responsibility and, you know, how I'll be working and things like that. I think that gives me a pretty clear picture of that as well. Yeah. So not nothing, no, not too anxious, not too nervous and quite looking forward to it. A new exciting chapter. Yes, exactly. Fantastic. <laughs> Continuation of a chapter, I suppose, but another chapter in a way as well. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining me today, Brandon, and sharing more information about your journey to date with Alan Overy in Hong Kong. It was great to hear about your experience on the summer vacation program, getting your return offer, and then your experience over the last two years as a trainee solicitor. So good luck with your endeavours ahead. Thank you very much, Donna. It's been a great pleasure. If you'd like more information about Alan and Overy's opportunities for the summer vacation scheme and also as a trainee, please feel free to go to our website where you'll be able to find information about the schemes in Hong Kong, but also what opportunities we have globally. Thank you for joining me for the last three sessions where we've looked at the application process. We found out more from Nicole about the summer vacation. And we've also heard from Brandon about some of the things that have helped him to be successful as a trainee solicitor. We look forward to hearing from you in the future and working with you at Allen Overy Hong Kong.